I'm excited for you to get a copy of my latest book, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Sometimes life throws multiple things at you all at once. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt like there's no way out of this? With everything happening, it's so easy to feel completely overwhelmed. That's why the title is Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. And it's not a, a fake feeling. You absolutely feel like you can't hardly go forward. But yet God's Word gives a roadmap to victory. This is a must book that you need to read that's going to change your whole perspective on trouble and what to do when you feel overwhelmed and you feel like there's no way out. Overcoming when you feel overwhelmed. Get it today. Get your copy of Jensen Franklin's new book, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Available now at Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Welcome to Kingdom Connection with Pastor Jensen Franklin. Have you ever had one of those seasons where everything was just right? Life seemed to be going perfectly. You were happy, comfortable. Your world was manageable, maybe even predictable. And then came the unexpected. And suddenly, life was anything but manageable or predictable or even understandable. If you're like me, your first thought is something like, where did you go, God? If we'll allow him to speak into the chaos, we might find that he actually has something for us in the midst of our uncertainty. Let's join Pastor Franklin as he gives us some biblical insight into God's invitation to trust Him at all times. If you have your Bibles, I'm reading from Deuteronomy, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 31 for just a few moments. He found him in a desert land and in a wasteland, a howling wilderness. And when he was in the wilderness, look what happened. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him. Aren't you thankful in your wilderness? He encircles you. He instructs you. He kept you when you couldn't keep it together mentally. When you were about to have a breakdown, he kept you. He encircled you. He instructed you. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Verse 11, as an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him. Verse 13 said, he makes him to ride the heights of the earth, the high places, the King James says, to eat the good of the land, to draw honey from the rock. Notice that there's the stirring up of the nest and then there is the new level. A blessing. And I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning out of this text that Moses wrote as a sermon to his congregation. And I'm preaching today on the blessing of the busted nest. In Job 29, I want him to throw up just the one verse for the sake of time, but he starts describing how that he wished in verse one, he talks about how that he wished he could go back when he had his family, when he had his wealth, when he had his health, when he had not lost everything. He said, in that time I was in my prime, the favor of God shined on me like a light and on my tent, on my family. He said, my steps were bu like butter, 
My steps were like butter. I just eased into everything. There was no struggle. It was just blessing, blessing. Everything I touched turned to gold. And then I said, 29 and 18, I said, I will die in my nest. I'll just, I'll just stay here the rest of my life. And God said, I heard that. And I'm going to introduce you, Joe, to the blessing of the busted nest. A nest is a cozy, smug place to rest, to retreat to. It's a nice place to be born into. It's why birds and other animals build nests, is to have a safe, secure, wonderful place for their babies to be born into. But it's in this text, one day Moses was out in the wilderness. He looks up in the cleft of the rock or in a high tree and he sees a mother eagle stirring up the nest. And he sees the eaglets as they are being moved and shuffled around out further, further, further to the edge of the nest. And he grabs a pen and he begins to write the sermon to Israel. And he said, as an eagle stirs up the nest, so God will deal with Israel. The female eagle picks her mate in an interesting way. If you want to qualify to be her mate, first of all, she's picky. She's choosy about her, her mate. That would be a great lesson to learn. And she takes a stick. She puts him through a series of tests and she flies to about 15,000 feet and she would drop that stick. And there he comes flying, chasing after her, trying to flirt with her and she won't have anything to do with him. She drops the stick and I could almost see her folding her wings and looking at him. And all of a sudden he realizes, oh, she wants me to pick that up. And he starts flying down. They can fly up to 200 miles per hour. And he does a nose dive and grabs that stick in midair and brings it back to her. She then goes down and gets a much larger, it moves from a stick to a log. She picks up a large branch and flies up not to 15,000 feet, but to about 5,000 feet. And when he comes soaring out there trying to impress her, she drops the bigger stick at a lower level and that stick is racing to the bottom and he has to go even faster. And when he grabs it, it pulls him down. He, now he's breaking a sweat. Now it's really getting tough. And just when he thinks that he's finally impressed her, she goes down and basically picks up a, a small tree and she flies to about 500 feet. And he looks at her and she looks at him and he knows what she's about to do. She drops it. And when she drops it, he flash takes off and goes down and grabs it. It's pulling him down. He's doing everything he can to not let it crash on the rocks. It's taking all the strength that he has, his talons, his claws are just as strong as they can be holding on to that that huge, huge limb. It's the mother eagle that stirs up the nest where the little eaglets are. But it's the father eagle 
who circles. And she's testing him to know that when she stirs up the nest and they go tumbling and falling and squawking about to hit the rocks, that that father eagle is powerful enough, is fast enough, is strong enough to not let them fall and ultimately be destroyed. I want to preach to somebody today, if you're tumbling and falling and the nest has been busted up and everything seems like the bottom has fallen out of your life and you don't know, it looks like the rocks are getting closer and closer. You have a father who can fly faster than you can fall. And you may fall, but you will not be destroyed. You may be cast down, but you will ultimately find the loving arms of God grabbing you, rescuing you, and taking you up where you belong. So don't lose heart. God will bust up your nest to teach you to fly. What seems most cruel can become most beneficial in our life. And and if you don't learn that lesson, you'll misunderstand and think that God is a cruel God. But the truth is when he's going to take you higher, he will bust up your earthly nest. Many Christians have folded wings. They want no change. They want no challenge. They want no risk in their life. I only want security. I only want happiness here on earth. That's it. But you're called to a higher calling. A heavenly calling is on your life, not just an earthly calling. There's more to life than the house and the car and the comfort and the nest that you build. It's important, and God blesses you with it. And if he's blessed you with it, you ought to be thankful. But don't ever think that's what your life is about. It's not about earthly things, but you have a heavenly calling on your life. And until the eagle starts disturbing the nest, the eaglets will never step out into their potential. You've got a heavenly calling. You've got wings that can lift you above the storms. Do you hear me? You're going to need this sermon. You've got wings that can lift you above the other birds. Our nest gets too nifty, too comfortable. Some of you are so comfortable in the place you're in right now that you don't even need to read the Bible. You don't even need to pray. You got all the answers and I'm a self-made man. Like somebody said, why'd you make yourself like that? (laughs) But I promise you life has a way of tearing up your little nest and you're going to need him. You're going to need him like you've never needed him sooner or later. And and then you'll discover the blessing of the busted nest. Had I not gone through it, had I not suffered, sometimes we want to shield our family and shield our children. We don't want them to go through nothing and want for nothing and lack for nothing. But the thing that made you what you are is what you went through, the hardships and the struggles and the tears and the feeling like quitting and giving up. And now you just want to give everything to them. You need to hear this preacher. God says, I'm going to bust up some of those kids' nests until they get back on their knees and they realize that what they were raised in was not a lie. There is a God in heaven. He does have victory for his children, and I cannot make it on my own. I never would have made it if the Lord was not on my side. 
Here's something powerful. She doesn't dismantle the nest. She comes twice. She doesn't dismantle the nest. She just makes it uncomfortable by pulling out the fur, pulling out the, the skin, the animal hides. Now the twigs are sticking those little, those little eaglets because they don't even know that they have two gifts they're not even aware of. Talons or claws and wings. They don't even know that they have it. You never know that in the soft, luxurious penthouse, big screen laying around, all your clothes, all your stuff laid out. You never know what you've got. You'll never find some of your gifts as long as you're in a place of comfort and ease. But when she tears that place up, all that's left is sticks. And at that moment, for the first time, those little eaglets take those talons and they grab hold of a stick and they learn how to stand. Because that mother eagle understands that we've got to teach a new generation that before they can fly, they need to learn how to stand for something. You got to learn how to stand for morality and stand for character and stand for integrity and stand for the word of God. Even if nobody else is, even if nobody has any stand, if nobody else will live it, you learn how to stand all by yourself. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. And at some point, if you're going to ever fly high, you first got to learn how to take a stand and say, yeah, I'm different. Yeah, I don't have your morals. Yeah, I don't go there. I don't do that. That's who I am. And I stand for some things. Why am I screaming? I don't know. I apologize. You have to take a stand. So tired of little weak little teeny boppers, college students that are so intellectual that this book is stupid to you. I have a prophecy for you. You're headed for the blessing of the busted nest. And when your nest gets broke, it's going to be amazing how you get on your knees. Oh, I promise you, life will sooner or later bring you to your knees. Big and bad, arrogant and intellectual. You're, there's some things your money can't buy, your intellect can't fix, your friends can't help. You gotta go to Jesus. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I know where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord comes from the Lord. You're supposed to fly. You're supposed to be going higher. You're supposed to be growing in the Lord, not sitting in a comfortable nest. Well, I got baptized back in 53 and back in 73, I gave a special offering. And you're in a nest of religion. thing about the eaglets, when they start falling and tumbling and plummeting, they look foolish. Can I preach a minute? Are you willing to look foolish? Or are you just going to stay comfortable the rest of your life? 
Some of you young people don't ever take risks. You say no to every challenge. You're not open to change. You just got to stay. Get out of your nest. You will look foolish. Go somewhere. If you're lonely, go somewhere where some people are. Get out of your nest. Just get in their circle and stand there and act like you know what they're talking. But, but that, you, you got to get out of your little loneliness. And yes, there will always be critics when you jump out of the nest who will be sitting in the nest. I know them. They're from my neighborhood. Why are you dreaming like that? Why are you risking like that? You're going to make a fool out of yourself. It's better to fail trying to fly than to sit in the nest and die. Say it with me again. It's better to fail trying to fly than sit in the nest and die. Why sit we here till we die? I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to get out. I'm going to use my wings of faith. I know there's more to life than just getting up and paying bills. So Lord, here I come. I'm coming up higher. I'm ready for the wind to take me where I belong, the high places. The eagle is one of the few birds that does not flap. Chickens flap. <laughs> Notice the text said the eagle flutters. She's testing and waiting on the wind. She gets on a rock. And she's just waiting to feel the wind. It's not by might. It's not by power. Oh, I feel. Oh, here we go. And then she flies in circles. May start out small, but the thermal draft gets in that circle and it starts to. The, every time she circles, the circle gets bigger and it goes higher and gets bigger and goes. If you will learn to wait on the Lord and seek after the wind in the upper room, the Holy Ghost came like a mighty rushing wind. And when you feel the Lord leading you to do something, you say, here I go. God said, your circle of influence will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Not because you're talented, but because it's not by might, it's not by power, but the spirit is enlarging my territory. My circle is getting bigger and bigger and no man can keep me out. If I'm supposed to be there, the spirit will make a way. Job said, everything was blessed in my life. I was walking in butter. I had my family. I had my wealth. I, had, I was the richest man in the East. I had cattle, silver, gold, more than any man in the East. Beautiful wife, beautiful children. And then I said to myself, listen to it again in Job 29, I will die in my nest. And God said, I heard that. And I want to teach people that I am not the God who wants you to settle. Just when you think I've done all I can do in your life, opened all the doors that I can open, bless you all that I can bless you. Once you settle, it disturbs me, God says. You get my attention with your lackadaisical spiritual attitude toward me. And he says, if you don't want me to tear up your nest, you better, you better get out of it. 
You better be like Isaiah 40 said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I may need to run to the rest, to the, to the nest for rest and refuge for a season, but at some point I got to get up out of my discouragement, get up out of the divorce, get up out of the bankruptcy, get up out of the depression, get up out of the addiction. At some point, get up out of the past, out of the heartbreak, out of who left you. If somebody left you, it was heaven's vote that you don't need them to fulfill your destiny for the rest of your life. Six billion people on the planet. Life doesn't end when one walks out of your life. The nest is when you're totally afraid of change, totally afraid of taking a chance, totally afraid of risk. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K, risk. We build our security. We've even built our little spiritual nest. We've experienced all that we ever planned to get of God because I'm just happy where I am. I know that Holy Spirit stuff is real. And God bless Franklin Jensen and all of them over there. But you know, I just like to sit up here in my nest. <laughs> I, just, I got my little seat up here. Everybody knows in this section, that's my seat. Now leave it alone. And, 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 and so, so I just, I, I'm just happy like I am. That is until your nest gets busted up. When your nest gets busted up, you're going to need more than you had yesterday. So he said in Hebrews 12, everything that can be shaken will be. God doesn't owe you anything. You owe him everything. God doesn't owe you anything. Get that in your head. He doesn't owe you a perfect life, sweet little picture-perfect little family, everything beautiful. And I just thought if I serve the Lord, everything. God doesn't owe you anything. Gave his son. You owe him everything. So, who are you going to trust in? Some of you think you're in a wonderful little financial nest. You've determined it. Giving, you kind of do it, but I don't really need the Lord's help. Well, we, uh, we need him because we print paper. God makes gold. You better never forget if your nest is blessed and thank God for it, you ought to be the biggest praiser. The biggest praiser ought not to be the person who, 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 who's about to lose everything and they're really coming after God. The biggest praiser ought to be the person who has the blessed nest. You're in a season of blessed nest. And you make sure you let God know, my joy is not from my nest. My joy is from you. And that's why, no matter how much you bless me with, I'm going to give you the glory. I'm going to give you the praise. I'm going to give you the honor. I'm excited for you to get a copy of my latest book, Overcoming, When You Feel Overwhelmed. 
Sometimes life throws multiple things at you all at once. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt like there's no way out of this? With everything happening, it's so easy to feel completely overwhelmed. That's why the title is Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. And it's not a, a fake feeling. You absolutely feel like you can't hardly go forward. But yet God's Word gives a roadmap to victory. This is a must book that you need to read that's going to change your whole perspective on trouble and what to do when you feel overwhelmed and you feel like there's no way out. Overcoming when you feel overwhelmed. Get it today. Get your copy of Jensen Franklin's new book, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Available now at Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Kingdom Connection is a soul-winning ministry that is reaching the world through broadcasting, expanding into new church campuses, and global acts of compassion. By using the technology of today to fulfill the Great Commission, we are able to connect with countless people and reach hundreds of thousands of lives. Our broadcast connects with people like you all around the world with messages that speak to them. Our ministry exists to help build a connection for strengthening your faith and living out your God-given purpose. And our missions and relief work help connect you to desperate situations, showing the love of Christ through global acts of compassion. We feel the time is right and God is leading us to grow, and that only happens when you partner with us through Connection Partnership. With as little as a dollar a day, you'll be helping us reach further than we've ever been before. To become a part of this ministry and enjoy exclusive partner benefits, visit us online at jensenfranklin.org. Hope starts with you. Together, we can do something incredible for the kingdom of God. Your support helps us preach the gospel to over 200 nations around the globe, produce inspirational resources, and continue support for outreach projects. All donations received through a campaign are subject to redirection at the discretion of the organization. 